All right, so here we are on the Get Up and Grind podcast. We're going to have a lot better audio quality today. I actually took the time to uh, sit back and be patient and mess with my gear a little bit. And uh, it's going to make all the difference. I can already hear zero um, HVAC noise. So I hope you guys are enjoying this as well because it's really super, super great right now. It makes all the difference when you got your audio dialed in and you got all your things laid out and you have a battle plan and you're prepared for what is coming. Um, I posted something today about basically luck is the act of being prepared met with the opportunity that you prepared for, essentially. So luck isn't just... You stumble in it and you get all these rewards and things like that. You know, luck is something that you create. When they say you make your own luck, that's 100% accurate. And at the end of the day, if you can't look in the mirror and be like, man, yeah, that one thing that I do really well, I chose to do it. And it's paying me out. Whether it be, you know, paying out your spiritual bank balance your fiscal bank balance, your physical bank balance, or even your mental bank balance. No matter how it helps, if you're really good at it, you enjoy doing it, you got to do it or else you're going to get really upset and you're going to be like all those other victim people out there, like I was on the spiral to be at one point. In my journey on entrepreneurship, basically... I was at a point where I had zero belief. I was a guy that's all like, you know, brainwashed by the money is the root of all evil um, agenda, if you will, because that's really what it comes down to is uh, it's, it's a choice. You can either think of money as a tool that's here to help you, or you can think of money as the tool that's here to defeat you. Either way, you're correct. You're correct in your belief. The statement doesn't matter. It's the belief that counts. If you believe that you're going to succeed, but you're just down on your luck, and you're like, man, I don't think this is ever going to happen for me, man. I just feel like this defeated feeling. As long as you don't let that defeated feeling overtake your entire person, then you should be okay. You know, brush yourself off, pick yourself back up, take a different approach, you know, cut your spending, cut things that, you know, you don't need to buy right now. Like if you're where I'm at right now, it's December. And in my seasonal line of work and moving furniture, it's really hard to um, counterbalance the end of the season. There's about a three week period from last week of November till mid-December that uh, people are going traveling for the holidays, getting together with family, like the last thing on their brains is moving. And so we got we to gotta find creative ways to keep money in the bank account and keep everybody's personal bills paid as long as, long as everything else is paid with the business. So business comes first. And I learned this real, real fucking hard, y'all. And 
I'm not proud of some of the things I've done on my business journey because it's embarrassing because it's like, oh my God, that was so dumb. Like, why did I even do that? But here's the thing. You can sit all day in your own little little self-pity party. You can sit there all day drinking away your sorrows, you know, doing doing things that distract you that aren't going to propel you in the right direction where you want to go. That's only going to leave you sad. The main point here is I want to stress, if you're an entrepreneur and you're dipping into your business funds, whether it be for groceries or whatever, that's cool, man. Those are those are operating expenses. You know, you got to eat, you got to pay your rent, things like that. But I was making every purchase like out of that business account and I had no other source of income. I was just riding on it and I'd do jobs when I needed money and then we'd float for a while and me and the homies would go slam beers and go to parties and you know, we'd always be the guys that would bring in two cases of beer and a couple bottles of Jack. And we were the life of the party. Because we'd get off work, moving furniture, ready to just rock and roll, ready to party, ready to throw down. And everybody that we were hanging with at that time was all about it. They ain't going to complain. You know, all the while, I'm not even building my business to scale it. You know, I spent almost 10 years not scaling my company and doing it the wrong way. I made it all about me. And that was the biggest fucking mistake I've ever made in my uh, entrepreneurial journey. Because those bad entrepreneur decisions bleed into bad lifestyle decisions. You know, so I was just like, oh, I've got all this money. You know, I can I can support my lifestyle. Well, my lifestyle at the time was party, party, party. Come home, you know, every other weekend puke my guts out, not remember the night before, and then go to the bar the next weekend. And it was like, yo, thanks for buying everybody's shots. It was really great. You know, we all had a good time. Like, no wonder I'm fucking broke. You know, and it was cool, you know, to buy the whole bar a round of shots. Probably was cool. I don't fucking remember it. But in the same breath, like, you can't be focusing on, like, getting cool points because in the process of getting cool points, you're going to drain your bank account, whether that's your business account or your personal account. I don't know what you're doing for work and how you do your finances. But from my standpoint, for this story and for educational purposes, I really just want to drive home the fact of just because you got a business doesn't mean that you got it easy. Doesn't mean that you can kick your feet up and just, oh, I'm going to just you know, live off this money that's coming in. Because you're not going to grow. And your employees are going to get tired of not getting bonuses. Your employees are going to get tired of seeing the high on the hog mentality that you got and not dumping back into the business is directly disrespecting the employees themselves. And that's been a really, really hard lesson for me to learn. But I'm glad I'm learning it at age 30 and not age 40. Right now, technically, I'm in the 10-year room of entrepreneurship Andy puts it like that. He said there's a one-year room, a five-year room, a 10-year room, and a 20-plus-year room. And the one-year room is cutthroat. You know, he he talks about how it's like gladiator style. You know, everybody's out to get everybody, and 
you know, you got all this competition because you're trying to enter the market. In the five-year room, you kind of start figuring some stuff out and people are more apt to help you and, and network with you and stuff like that. And it's less cutthroat, you know, as you get bigger and as you scale your company and you spend more time in entrepreneurship and building your brand, you're going to find that, you know, in that 10-year, you know, 10, 15-year mark, you're going to have more people that are your friends in your direct entrepreneurship circle and they may be your direct competitors as well. Andy talks about that all the time on the Real AF podcast. Shameless plug, Real AF podcast uh, and Order of Man podcast. Those are two of my main hubs where I get inspiration and I get some some really good content, really good value out of those podcasts. And you don't have to subscribe to any of their stuff. It doesn't cost any money, but do subscribe to the podcast. And uh, Order of Man has an email letter that you can subscribe to. It comes in, I think it's every day or every other day. Uh, it's very, very packed, packed to the gills, just full of value. Um, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been really diligent and uh, on top of that shit right now. It's been wild with, uh, with the tour, the American Rebel Tour. I hopped on that a few weeks ago. Been out every weekend getting my stuff ready today. Going to go play uh, in Lincoln at Gray's Keg. So if y'all are out and about in Lincoln, any of the listeners going to hear this today, come on out to Gray's Keg and gear up for Keg Fest. Um, so back to, you know, the lesson. The lesson that I had to learn real hard, and, you know, it's been 12 years that it took me to learn this lesson, is just because you got a business doesn't mean you you are anything. It doesn't mean you're cool. It doesn't mean anything. It means that you chose a path that you're going to have a little bit more freedom um, as far as like what you do with your time. However, you're also going to have less freedom in regards to, you know, how active you are as a leader and as a CEO. And this goes for, you know, being a parent, being a manager at a company that you don't own. You know, leadership in general, we want to really drive home the leadership lifestyle, the person of action lifestyle, uh, and all of this lifestyle stuff that's out there directly correlates with entrepreneurship, and that's why we chose those two mediums was entrepreneurship and lifestyle education, uh, because it's so often mistaken that, oh, they have nothing to do with each other, like, I can have a shit lifestyle and be balling out in my business. Yeah, you know what? If you didn't have a shit lifestyle, you'd be balling out tenfold. You'd be undeniably balling out, man. And at the end of the day, it's just about how much you want to grow. But in the process, you know, while you're growing, you got to learn these lessons. Because if you don't learn these lessons of, you know, for example, don't dip out of your operating capital in order to pay personal bills or buy stuff you don't need, like a new guitar or, you know, some Oakley shades for 150 bucks, or pay $135 for a haircut, a glass of whiskey, and some beard balm. You know, it's just one of those things, like I'm learning, I'm learning well. Like, I'm not saying don't treat yourself, but make sure that you're paying yourself whether it be a small salary or whatever or a small weekly wage, pay yourself so that you 
got a paycheck. I mean, you got to have something. You got to make something. And if you can't pay yourself out of the business, you got to go find another hustle. There's all sorts of opportunities like DoorDash and things like that that people overlook. And uh, even myself, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to do that. But you know what? At the end of the day, like I did it during the pandemic for a few weeks and I made I made $1,600 in, you know, my first two weeks running. It was insane. I was working 45 hours a week, actual clocked hours, you know, and obviously the in-between waiting for stuff. Point is, y'all, point is, get a, get a side hustle. Get uh, a hustle that, you know, can bring in some money to help you, you know, be able to go, like, buy that new pair of shoes that you want to wear to your next meeting with your team or you want to wear to your sales calls and stuff like that like don't dress like a bum and go to sales calls you know get get a nice button up get some nice slacks or you know nice blue jeans get some nice dress shoes on look presentable do your hair wear something that fits you wear something that's comfortable because the more comfortable you are walking into that sales call the more comfortable they're going to be buying from you, plain and simple. And the reality of the sale is a lot of people fuck it up because they go in there overthinking and over-exaggerating what's about to happen, thinking worst-case scenario, like, oh, I don't deserve this sale, or, you know, I don't want to be pushy, or whatever. Like, you don't got to be high-pressure salesman. My sales rate, just in general over the past 10 years has gotten better. But in the past two years, honestly, I'm sitting, I'm batting 85%, closing 85% of the sales calls and sales meetings that I partake in. And I know that may not seem like, you know, something wild, like, oh, why not 90% or whatever, dude. But you know what? I've worked real, real hard to get to that point where I'm closing 80, 85% of my sales. And if I have a month where I only close like 50%, I look at them like, all right, turn around, look back. How are you acting in the meet in the meetings? How are you acting on the phone? Were you squirrely? Were you distracted? Were you present? Or were you somewhere else while you're trying to be on the phone and, or in the meeting and on the call? What were you doing in your head? Where were you at? What took your confidence away? Did you overthink it? Did you underthink it? Did you not eat enough food or drink enough water before you went to that meeting? Or did you not get that workout in this morning and then go to the meeting? I tell you right now, when I started doing morning workouts, before I would ever pick up a phone, before I'd ever do calls or sales meetings or whatever, I performed better. Because I got that confidence like, yeah, motherfucker, I just did this shit. I woke up. I made my bed. I hit some cardio. I hit some weights. I got a sweat on. I listened to a podcast this morning. I got some value out of Order of Man and Andy Frisella's podcast. Got value out of that. Got value out of the weights. and got value from a couple people that I talked to at the gym that morning. And then I go into that sales meeting like, yeah, boy, let's fucking do this. And it completely changes the game, y'all. Completely changes the game. Like, there's all these people running around, oh, I can't sell because of X, Y, Z. Like, hey, man, 
are you going to websites like YouTube and like watching some of these people like Brent Cardone and Gary Vee and uh, Zig Ziglar and, and some of these guys that, you know, they've been running businesses forever. And if you want some real value, some real honest value that's going to do you good, tune into the Real AF Podcast. Get on AngelForsella.com. Buy his Power List uh, journal. Basically helps you with time management. Like plot out your five important things. And then an important note to yourself right below. Like how, you know, what's, what are you going to tell yourself this morning to get your shit together? You know, stay off the couch. Don't turn on Netflix till 9 p.m. You know, what do you got to do? Or maybe remind yourself of your shortcoming the day before. Like, fuck, man, I didn't get practice in. I didn't get any practice in, and I got to go to a gig tonight. Shit. You know, and then you get that anxiety of like, shit, I didn't get it done. So then the next day you go in to your top five in your power list. The book's called Power List. Go to AndrewFrisella.com, and you can find the Power List book on there. He's also got uh, the 75 Hard book, which... Um, that's my next purchase, to be honest with you, once I get some some scratch up in here. Been a little slow in business, but like I said, you know, I'm I'm bouncing back. I'm taking away some of the things I'm spending money on, uh, some advertising that hasn't, you know, hasn't panned out for us, um, and stuff like that, you know, just making changes here and there to really optimize what my business can do during the slow season, as it were. So find something that you can sink your teeth into right away in the morning during your workout, whether it be some music or uh, you like listening to speakers, you know, like YouTube videos, motivational speakers was was my plug for a long time. SoundCloud has some really good uh, channels to, you know, tap into. It's like an hour long of like different quotes and blips and motivational talks throughout history and one-liners that really just get you fired up. Another guy that gets you fired up if you're that alpha male type like me is Jocko Willink and David Goggins. Those two guys are bad motherfuckers. So uh, guys out there and, and even ladies, like leadership is leadership. Like I say, like even if you're a mom or, you know, man, woman, they, them, it don't matter. Humanoid, even robots that are starting to get a conscious, you know, that's that's right around the corner iRobot took place in 2024. We're two years away, y'all. And they just got the Amica robot. Just looking just like those goods on uh, iRobot. And I don't know if they got a Vicky behind the scenes or whatever. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry if I'm ruining the shit out of it. But go back and watch iRobot and then Google Amica or Emica. I think it's A-M-I-K-A. Full... AI bots, like these motherfuckers are going to be able to learn and shit, and who knows, they might paint some synthetic skin on them, make them walk like a human, talk like a human, learn like a human, and they just, uh, they just clockwork, man, just machinery, um, so we really need to decide where we're going to draw the line in the sand on this technology stuff, like how far is too far, how far is not far enough, what are we going to regulate on some of these tech companies so that this AI doesn't get out of control and learn how to fucking pulverize all these human beings and humanoids on planet Earth? 
we got to draw the line somewhere, y'all. We got to draw the line between freedom and comfort. How fucking comfortable do you snowflakes want to be out there? How comfortable? Really ask yourself, how comfortable do you want to be versus how free you actually are? Think about that. That is the biggest debate since the dawn of fucking time. Freedom versus comfort, y'all. So if you see this stuff going on around right now and you're totally cool with it, you'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's for the greater good. Everybody should wear a mask. Herp a derp a derp a derp. Get off my fucking show. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you listening to my value. I don't want to give you my value. If you think that all this shit, all this pro-COVID shit is awesome, you think that locking people indoors and locking people in camps over in Australia is okay, you think that showing scare tactic videos of people dropping dead is okay, you think that this, this movement is okay, get off my page. Unfollow me right now. Quit listening to this show and don't share my stuff. Don't get behind what I got to say. If if you're about that anti-America, anti-patriotism bullshit. So to wrap it up, stand up for yourself. Learn the valuable lessons in the form of failures. Because they're not failures, they're opportunities for growth. You will learn more by fucking shit up than you ever will in a college class. Even if it's an MBA program, you ain't going to learn shit like you're going to learn in the real fucking world, putting feet to the pavement, nose to the grindstone, and actually just running your fucking business. Don't spend money on courses that are just trying to get you with the clickbait. Oh, get 95% off today, herp derp derp If they have to give you a fucking discount on their product, chances are it's dog shit especially coaching products. If they have to give you a discount to enter and there's a, a funnel thing and and it seems like too good to be true even remotely, get the fuck out of there. Block that site. You don't want to get involved with that. And another lesson that I want to drop on y'all, another piece of information as far as advertising goes, roll the dice, Okay. You have to roll the dice. You got to fuck around and find out. And one of the ways to do that is to uh, get into advertising. Advertise things like, uh, you know, your business or you got a, a little online business, brick and mortar business, whatever. But keep in mind when you're picking a advertising campaign, keep in mind that it takes time. Because I'm one of the number one people that are like, all right, well, I dropped a fat load on this advertising campaign this month. Give me them leads, right? It doesn't work like that. It takes time for these campaigns to develop. It takes time for these algorithms to start working. But do know when it's a good idea and a bad idea to advertise and to invest uh, large amounts of money in advertising when there's so many other options like Facebook groups, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, all these things, these platforms that are popping off and they're free. A lot of these mediums are free. Free means of advertising. You know, I know it, it's a lot more work, but if you read the right content and you listen to the right content and you're intaking, you know, stuff that's going to help you, 
you can find ways to spend $0 and make $10,000 a week. You know, that's just example, you know, for me. I spent four, four hours a day, five days a week, for two weeks, just posting, focusing on the value that's in the post, focusing on the tags that I put on the post, focusing on the hashtags, you know, things like that. You got to tag the right businesses, the right geographical areas. You got to tag stuff that's, you know, hashtags as well as page tags. You got to tag shit that's relevant, you know, and especially stuff that like can bring extra value on top of the value you just laid down in your post. So I can't keep dropping free knowledge on you. I'm going to leave it at that. we got to save some for the next show. But to wrap it up, be careful what you're spending your money on. Do your research before you drop any money on advertising. Really, really thumb through it. Really see, okay, are they a reputable company? Uh, Do they have uh, people talking shit on them online about, oh, I paid them and did a three-year contract and nothing happened or, you know, whatever. Find out. Do your research. Uh, read a fucking book. Pick up an entrepreneurship book. Uh, there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of things like uh, what is that for dummies? The for dummies series, business for dummies, marketing for dummies, whatever. It breaks it down real good. <clears throat> but uh, also, kind of last note: remember that lifestyle and entrepreneurship they go hand in hand. So if you're intaking information that's entertaining you like slasher films or you like you know you like watching horror movies or you like watching like murder mysteries or whatever keep in mind what you put in you get out so if you're surrounding yourself with drama entertainment you're gonna get some drama in your life you're surrounding yourself with valuable entertainment whether it's lifestyle stuff, entrepreneurship shit, you know, whatever you're putting in, you're going to grow that. So if you're focusing on drama, you're going to grow drama. If you're focusing on debt, you're going to grow debt. If you're focusing on growing your account, your bank account, growing your team, growing your company, growing your mindset, expanding your, uh, your lifestyle changes, like what do I really, really need to work on? In 2022 especially, it's, uh, what do they call that, resolution time? Listen here, you need to make a resolution 90 days before the first of the following year. Even six months, make that resolution like, hey, by the time this next year rolls around, I'm going to be ready to kick some ass because I'm doing these things up till that point. And at that point, when you get close to that point, you need to find a new 90-day or even 30-day plan, like you need to focus on 30 days at a time, or you're a person who needs to focus on one week at a time. It don't matter. Have a fucking battle plan, have a game plan, and have a winning, growing mindset. Other than that, my last bit of advice is stand the fuck up for your freedom. Because if we roll over into this new governing style that people are, are trying to push, on the uh, government end of things, all them fuckers up top, politicians, weathermen, my granddaddy called them. (laughs) 
They're not politicians, boy. They just like the weather, man. They ain't no better. No worse. But just remember, don't believe everything you hear or read. Sift through it. Vet your information. Make sure it's going to work for you. It's going to resonate with you, and it's something you can use in your business and in your life. Other than that, get up and grind, y'all. Go do something with your day. Peace.